Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Kingston Frontenac's, Frontenac's rookie forward, Mitchell Brooks. Mitchell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. In your most recent game that you played, it was a 5-2 loss against the North Bay Battalion, but you finished the game with one assist and a plus one rating. How would you rate your individual performance? Um, I think that game, it was a good game. You know, uh, um, our line, we, we played a good all around game and obviously, uh, it was, it wasn't the greatest result, you know, a tough loss to against a solid, uh, North Bay team this year, but you know, he wins some and lose some, then you just got to kind of get back on the board and get ready for next game and try and get those two points. You know, you're going up against Ty Nelson, who is a first overall draft pick, and he's actually he actually got uh, selected to the top prospects game. So as a forward uh, like yourself, what's it like going up against a top-tier defender in the league? Uh, you know, he's a, obviously he's a previous first overall pick in the OHL and a projected first, second rounder in the NHL. So he's obviously a, a great player, you know, a tough player to go go against. Small, really tough, competes on every shift, uh, puts up a puts up a lot of points, and uh, yeah, he's definitely a definitely re- really great, really great player, and is going to be a star of this league. What are you going to do to better yourself on and off the ice in the home stretch of this season? Um, I think the most important thing is just trying to get better every day. You know, staying on the ice, extra time, doing extra reps in the gym, and. I'm lucky enough with my team, obviously, to have guys like Shane Wright, Zade Wisdom, Marin Chromiak, Jordan Frasco, Lucas Edmonds. I can name a bunch of guys, but try and look up to those guys, see what they're doing, see uh, what they're doing to succeed and kind of just emulate them and do what they do. How has being back in the arena with fans this season brought a sense of normalcy back into your life? Um, it's definitely pretty great because for in, in my minor midget year, you know, all my – I played no more than five games with zero fans and it's pretty it's pretty uh straight up that just sports with no fans it's it's not the greatest but having you know Kingston's got some unreal fans and having them be at the games buzz and then cheering us on it's a pretty amazing it's a great feeling well I went to the game that so Kingston was here and so I'm in Ottawa doing school right now um and I went to the earlier game I think it was in October November when uh, you guys were playing Ottawa here and Martin Chromiak scored the lacrosse goal for his hat trick that was a nasty man oh I'm so happy I got to witness that so yeah uh from one guy to the next here uh we're both grateful that fans were back in the building to see that goal yeah special special goal by special player and it was definitely fun. It was fun watch. I've never seen a Michigan long goal live, so it was pretty. It was pretty incredible to watch that. And it was so fluid as well. It's not. As, it's. It's like he just went around the net and just picked it up on his stick, and it was in the back of the net. It's not like he stopped behind the net to control it first. Yeah, he he already had two goals in that game. You know, everything was kind of going his way. He had like seven shots, and he. I don't know. It was per perfect time, and he executed it. When sports were postponed during March of 2020, what did you do? What did you do during that time? Because that would have been an extended off season for you. Um, I did, you know, tons of stuff, you know, trying to skate, get in the gym every day, shooting pucks at home, going for runs, basically just doing everything, everything I can to make myself better and kind of get, get prepared for whatever games that I, I didn't even know I was going to play, just getting ready for whatever games I had coming up. 
And how did the pandemic affect you, you know, mentally there? Because you spoke a lot about getting into the gym, doing extra reps on and off the ice. And I know for me, I, you know, my parents were divorced. So I was kind of lucky in a sense, because I had to be separated from my mom because she was an ICU nurse. So she sees the sickest of the sick patients. And uh, by luck there, you know, obviously my parents are uh, split up. So I had to spend a good portion of the original pandemic with my dad. But how, so given that context, how did the pandemic affect you mentally? You know, I think it's fair to say the pandemic affect everyone mentally, you know, it's being stuck, being stuck inside for days and days, you know, kind of losing motivation, you know, losing like uh, your shape and it's, it's, it was definitely tough, you know, but you got to be resilient. You got to think for the better, think about the future, about how, you know, hopefully this is all going to get better. And, you know, you want to be in the best shape and the best version of ready that you can be for whenever you got to step back on the ice. Getting into your, you know, I guess more positive questions here and into a bit of your story of who you are. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Um, I, the, I don't really have one specific player who I like try to model my game after, but, you know, I, I love taking different things from different players, kind of like the hands and IQ of Patrick Kane. And I really like Austin Matthews shot release. But I think when I was a kid, I always looked up to Jack Eichel and Sidney Crosby. Those were kind of my two guys. And, I, you know, Buffalo being right around the right around the corner from our hometown of Burlington, I always went to the Sabres games. And I think I got like three Eichel jerseys at home. And it's kind of kind of bittersweet that he's off to Vegas now. But, you know, I'm sure he'll tear it up there. And I, I, he's still he's still like my favorite player to this day. Well, thankfully, those uh, tickets were cheap because of how awful Buffalo has been the last decade. (laughs) I mean, I know for me, uh, I always go to Buffalo because they are cheap tickets. Uh, You know, the Leaf games cost so much, so you can get just as good as the Leafs game because the crowd's so into it. And, you know, the Bills and the Sabres, they're huge. They're huge in Buffalo, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, I've been to one Bills game. I, and it was, it was a great experience. I hope to go back soon. Um, And like, I would love to jump through a table uh, with Bills Mafia. I'm a huge Bills fan. I got my Rams hat on, but that's who I was just going for in the Super Bowl. Uh, Bills fan at heart. And I was very sad about the uh, playoff performance and how it all ended. Uh, (laughs) Allen can't seem to figure out Mahomes yet, but. I know they're 0-2 in the playoffs and, and they're 0-2, especially in Kansas City. So if somehow the Bills can get, you know, the game in Buffalo, it could be a different story. Growing up in Ontario, who was your favorite NHL team? Because, you know, you were just backing off the kind of idea about you having so many Eichel jerseys, you know, going to Buffalo for the Sabres games. So who was your favorite NHL team? You know, I, I, I love the Leafs. They're definitely one of my teams, but I, I'm a Sabres fan at heart. I've been, I've been a Sabres fan ever since, you know, I was, I was pretty little and I just always love the Sabres, always love the town. And yeah, I, I got to go with the Sabres. It's funny because I have a lot of stories of just going to Sabres games. Like it's wild. I've met uh, you know, a couple of Habs players because one time my dad and I found out where the visiting team stays. So, yeah, yeah. so we take the whole day off and like go to Buffalo, leave early in the morning, earliest in the morning to get to Buffalo to avoid the traffic, obviously, because we all know how, uh, you know, the border, how boring, how busy the border can be. Right. So we want to avoid that. So that's why we leave early in the morning. And then we find out that the visiting team stays at an arena just down the road or not at an arena, at a hotel just down the road. 
Yeah. yeah the, it's like right connected to the rink. Yeah. It's the Marriott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where the visiting team stays. And I've gotten uh, a photo with Jason Spezza, who is really oh. cool. I, it's funny. Cause I met him in an elevator. Yeah. It's, it's just so cool. And these guys aren't even protected by security guards. Like they're just walking out in the public. It's crazy. Yeah. One time. Um, so I was, I was staying at the hotel overnight and um, I think Kane Carolina was in town and, we were in the elevator and we saw Aho and Terravine and getting an elevator together. So that was that's pretty, wild. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty insane. You and you know, I guess backing off the idea, like I was me and my dad after because I'm like so I'm a Habs fan. He's a Sabres fan, um, and we usually go to at least one or two uh, Buffalo Montreal games a year, and yeah. we got interviewed by some local Buffalo station afterwards really yeah and we were trying to find the interview out like the day after but we couldn't find it we didn't know where it was posted um because like we were walking to the car after the game and it was when jeff skinner scored the overtime winner i think it was when they're on their their usual eight game winning streak that they usually have at the start of october there um and next thing you know I see these bright lights coming out of the left, like my left eye. And I, then this guy just shoves a microphone in our faces. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> it was really unexpected. I've, I've been to a couple Sabres in Montreal uh, games. Like they're, they're pretty elect, like they're pretty electric. So. Well, it's always, it's always a home game for the other team. You know, that's how I like oh, to yeah. see it. Oh Yeah. You are a product of the Burlington Eagles program. How have they contributed to your development? Um, you know, I, I'll be honest, the Burlington Eagles have definitely, you know, helped contribute to my development and growth as a person. I've, I, one thing I can say is I've had some really brilliant coaches and brilliant minds out of the Burlington Eagles. And, you know, obviously stuff, stuff happens with organizations and teams, but I, I do definitely have a lot of positive things to say about that organization and, the people and the friends I met in there. You you got an opportunity to play with the Toronto Titans for both or for your U15 season. How did they help uh, help you become a more mature player? Oh well, I I was lucky enough to be coached by one of the greatest leaves of all time, being Darcy Tucker, and you know he just taught taught me so much about the game and you know what what to do, what not to do, and he definitely was a big part of my development and growth as a player. That must have been incredible just, you know, picking the mind of a former, you know, NHL player, NHL star. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. He's got, he's got some funny stories, but he, what, what an amazing guy, an amazing coach. That season was obviously shortened. So what do you remember from your last game with the Titans? Well, I, I don't like to think about it, but it was our last game in the playoffs. We, we had a tough loss to Markham. And that was the last season we, that was the last game we played of that season. So was there talk of, of, oh, well, obviously that was the, okay. So I'll scratch that question. Cause I mean, I'm an idiot there, um, but I'll, I'll actually add on to that. So since it was the last game of the playoffs there, do you have any playoff superstitions? Did you develop any playoff superstitions? Um, my playoff superstitions are just kind of like my regular superstitions. You know, I could, I could go on forever and ever and ever about them. And I got, I got a couple of crazy ones, but you know, I'm, I, I got the ones like, you know, I go always have to be hydrated, got to tape my sticks before every game, you know, do certain warmups and just hockey players are such creatures and the things they do, you know, it's once they develop something and find out that it works, they just keep doing it over and over again. 
So are you kind of like a right side, you know, dress the right side first? I know there's a lot of people that actually dress the left side. For me, it's left side. Yeah, left side. Yeah, left side seems to be the popular side of everything. Yeah. During the shutdown, how did you remain in game shape since, you know, all the rinks in Ontario were basically closed? Yeah, you know, honestly, as soon as our season ended, you know, it was kind of like, all right, get ready for the off season, get ready for next season, minor midget season coming up. And I, I actually got to skate a fair bit amount after the season ended. But then, you know, there was that shutdown for like a month. Like you couldn't, you couldn't even like go for a walk. So I just kind of, you know, going for runs. And I'm, I live in the country, so I got a nice hill and a nice trail going for runs, working out in my basement, shooting pucks, just doing whatever I can to stay in game shape. Looking at the WHL and the QMJHL, did you feel kind of left out or even jealous that you weren't able to get any kind of game action in? Because with the dub and the Q, they were able to get, you know, some sort of a regular season in. Yeah, you know, obviously, like, during my minor midget year, I I, I didn't really miss out on the opportunity playing the WHL like all the 04s did. So, you know, you definitely got a feel for them. You know, they, they had a lot to prove and wanted to come in strong for their first year in the O, and they obviously missed out on that opportunity. And I got to say, I'm kind of I'm grateful I was a year later. I'm a year younger, and I didn't really miss, miss any chances to play in the OHL. But, you know, we lost a minor midget season and all those, you know, the top prospects game, even just like the draft. Uh, all bad things considered, one of the greatest things to come from the shutdown was actually getting drafted by the Kingston Frontenacs. Could you share the story of Shane Wright coming to your house and personally delivering the Front jersey with your name on the back of it? Uh, you know, um, it was it, it was honestly surreal, you know, to have a guy like of that character and, you know, that attitude and someone obviously a lot of people look up to, including myself, who is pretty surreal you know it was I was with my family and the, I saw Shane walking down the stairs with the jersey and it was just kind of took my breath took my breath away and it was it wasn't a jersey with my name on it yet it was just one of his he wanted to try on and oh it, it was it was an unreal feeling and a day I definitely will never forget and we still we still talk about it and have a good laugh about it well, it's also, it must also be, you know, special since he does live from, you know, he, he is from Burlington, our hometown there. Five, five minutes away, just, just a neighborhood away. You were taking in a low, uh, you were taking in a star-studded draft with the likes of Oliver Bonk, Easton Cowan, and Luca Pinelli. What's it like for you to be recognized with those names? Oh, yeah, you know, a bunch, those, those uh, names you just named, obviously a bunch of great players in. You got so many other great players out there and just uh, just to be considered in that kind of category, you know, it's, it's definitely a nice compliment and very humbling, but it just makes you want to work even harder. And so one day, you know, your name can be ahead of that category, but it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely a big honor because those are some great players. With all the postponements going on for every team, how does that affect your game day routine? Uh, it's, it's weird. Like, um, you know, we were we were supposed to be getting game prep for a game against um, Owen Beck and the Missong Steelheads today, but we found out yesterday night that that's going to be can that that was canceled. So it's definitely weird. You know, it 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 definitely screws up a lot for the team and practices and everything. But you just kind of kind of got to take it one day at a time and realize that that game getting canceled is getting rescheduled. So just got to focus on the next game that's coming up. It's the ebbs and flows of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. What are you hoping to accomplish as this season progresses, whether that's a personal goal or a team goal? 
Um, you know, for me personally, obviously with a very, with a very depth and I, I, I want to say stack team, you know, just kind of getting better every single day and sniffing into a good place for next year with my NHL draft year. But, you know, I don't, I, I don't really like to jinx these type of things or speak too soon, but I think we, we do definitely have a Memorial Cup caliber team and to, I think to win that would be the greatest accomplishment ever because that's obviously a pretty special trophy. And I think we, I really do believe that we have the team and coaching to do that. What has been the biggest adjustment for you since you're a rookie in the OHL? I would say the biggest adjustment is definitely this, the, just the speed and the place, uh, the pace the game's played at. You know, 16 year olds, you don't really, you don't really look at much minutes or much ice time with, uh, for like me and guys, especially because of, because of the team, but you know, you just, you got to make, you got to make every moment at practice, get used to play against the, you know, the older guys that are bigger, faster and stronger than you. And yeah, I would say definitely that it's definitely the pace and the, the strength of all the opposing guys. What do you remember from your first OHL game against the Steelheads? Oh, uh, we lost, it wasn't too great. Uh, I think we lost, we were down seven nothing going into the third period. You know, just everything was going the wrong way. But we ended up scoring two goals there late in the third. But it was, it was obviously an incredible experience to play your first game in the OHL. But bittersweet because it wasn't the wasn't the way we wanted it to turn out. Yeah, you obviously want to you know win your first OHL game, and for you to get blown out by the third period, it's kind of a really terrible feeling. Oh, it was it was all it was awful. You know. Usually after your first OHL game, you want to be celebrating a win, getting excited with all the boys, but I don't think there was a word said in that, said in that dressing room after. How has Shane Wright played a leadership role this season, and does it help that you guys are from the same hometown? You know, Shane, Shane Wright's just a, he's just a natural captain. He's just a natural leader with everything, with everything he does on the ice, how he speaks, how he talks, even how he like runs his team. He's just a natural leader, and you know, we do, we do have like a good, we do have like a, let's say like a close connection because we're from the same town, you know, we, we know similar stuff and yeah, def- it definitely helps having, being comfortable around him and having a buddy that's literally five, like five minutes down the road. So you, you are, tw- so your team is 25, 12 and three. What's it like to play against some of the top talent in the league in the Eastern conference, you know, such as Mason McTavish with Hamilton and even Owen Beck, like you mentioned, friend of the show uh, in Mississauga. Um, you know, th- those games are just the one that's get you on, that gets you on your feet, all excited. Uh, you know, the games against Hamilton, North Bay, Mississauga. Uh, there's a ton of great, there's a ton of great teams out there and being a, to watch, you know, that high caliber ta- talent and playing those games. It, it just, it's the one, it's the ones why you play hockey, the ones that makes you so excited and just makes the win like a thousand times better. If you were to play another sport, what would it be? Um, I would probably have to go with, uh, with soccer or basketball. You know, I, I really like, I really like basketball. I played school, uh, my whole life and then you know soccer I, I love soccer I, pl- I played it my whole life at one at one point I was debating on quitting hockey and pursuing soccer so I was I was pretty I was pretty good at it and I don't know it's probably a good idea that I, I, I kept with hockey so do the does the team play sewer a lot then oh every before every game and sometimes before every practice but you know as, as a as a rookie per se you, you don't get you don't really get to win sewer but 
There's de- there's definitely a couple guys that are really good at Super Rugby too. Who has been the hardest team to go against this season? Um, I'm saying Hamilton for sure. Because, you know, with Ham, obviously with Natavish, but, you know, you also have guys like George Diaco, Avery Hayes, um, Logan Morrison, Ryan, even Ryan Winterton's back now. And they just acquired Arbor Jackeye from Kitchener. They're, they're just a pain to play against. And they always give us, they always give us, uh, they always give us a game every time we have a tilt. What's your favorite arena to travel to? Uh, my favorite arena is definitely the TD place, the Ottawa, Ottawa rink. I just love it. I, I love the vibe in the town. I love the rink. I love the design of it and how it's like right under the red blacks uh, field. It is really I, weirdly placed. Like I have to, I have to say, but I, I just love it. And I think it's a, I think it's an awesome barn. I've so I've really experienced the Bulldogs because that's really the only because I was though you know being from Burlington that's one of the yeah. closest teams right so mm-hmm. uh, going to the 67s arena at first was really weird seeing like how oh, yeah. it's all laid out with like the scoreboard it's not like in the middle where it usually is it's yeah, on it's, a it's, facing Hamilton's wall so, Hamilton's so big so oh yeah I know well I mean yeah. actually the rink was built for an NHL uh, NHL team but they never yeah. got it I know it's crazy as we're oh sorry okay no, yeah, i was just saying it's it's crazy it's 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 so big like it kind of looks like dead whenever like the bulldogs still get a good amount of fans at the games but it looks dead just because of how much space there is well yeah they close off the upper section i'm like yeah. why are you closing that off yeah you, you can literally you know sell out so many more seats and oh, they aren't yeah. using it it's really weird for sure as we're closing off this interview here do you have any advice for younger hockey players you know, as the only advice I can give is just keep working hard and try and be better every day. You know, I, I know for a fact as a kid growing up, I faced a lot of adversity in my first couple of years being the last pick on double A, getting told that I was only picked just because I was, fa- I was friends with a coach and, you know, just try and get better every day and just kind of block out all the outside noise. Cause you know, if there's always going to be people hating on you and there's always going to be people supporting us. So you just, got to stay true to your word do just love the game and make sure you're always having fun because if you're not having fun then don't be playing hockey go do something else but because it truly is the best game in the world and just got to work at it i like to thank mitchell brooks for joining me on today's podcast thank you again mitchell yeah thank you very much for having me